Hey there, handsome. Hi, folks. Oh, oh, hi, buddy. You're not potted up enough. There you go. Oh, there we go. Hi, uh, friends. What a week it's been, right? Since our last podcast. What? A, how? How is Europe? Uh, Europe was fantastic. I loved You're it. Still there, aren't you? So much. Um, yes, I am still here. Europe is yeah. fantastic. Whew. I am loving every second of it. That's great. I hope nothing like horrific happened to you, like IRL, like in the meantime between the airs, because then this is gonna be some like weird prolific shit. Yeah, because I'm gonna schedule, like I'm gonna upload tonight when we finish this one, the one we recorded last night, and then I'm gonna upload this and schedule it to release next Wednesday. What? Um, I think it'll either be next Wednesday or Thursday where we're flying from Venice in Italy to Berlin. Mm. Germany. Um, so, yeah, then you know, Enchantress like pushes me off a cliff in the Malfi Coast. <laughs> uh, I could get that. I Be can get behind that because I'm I mean, not behind it, but I can understand. Be I can empathize with it because, like, there's a Sometimes... romance. There'll be a romantic sunset, and I can't help myself but point out so the 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 jib that's sweeping across the. That happened in Paris. Yeah. Or, or you just be like, Squeezer would love this. <laughs> That's right. Definitely getting pushed. <laughs> we are in. We are in, on the the lawn of the Eiffel Tower the night before Bastille Day, and they had like full setup for like television because they do like a big to do out there. And and Trump was out there, so they would like they, it was they're making a big deal. Well, this was two two three years ago or something like that. Um, and it's the sun setting. Everyone's like having a picnic, and I'm like, "Dur, dur, dur! Look at that jib!" <laughs> mm-hmm. They had this giant uh, crane arm, and yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have done the same. <laughs> well, we have a fun job with a bunch of cool shit. Basically, it's like a, you, you get paid to play with the, like erector sets half the time. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm also and an erector idiot, sets so. are fun. Yeah. Or you hire people to play with the erector sets. While you eat Cheetos off of a plastic folding table in the back. Yep. That's a good time. Yeah. Um, we, uh, yeah, last week, or yesterday, we talked 1985. <laughs> uh, I have no feedback because it hasn't been posted yet. And today, uh, I guess we don't, don't have a much rambling because I got yeah. all my rambling out of my system. Oh, no, 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 no. I got tons oh. of rambling. I got tons oh, okay. of rambling. Okay, good. You know, there was one person that was like, all right, we'll go right into the show. I don't have to hit that skip button. Right. And then I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> I got you. I found out today you're going to be able to watch What About Bob or Willow whenever you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because they dropped the list of every movie and every TV show at launch for a Disney Plus. And of course, I'm sure a lot of people found things they were disappointed about. I found one that I'm disappointed about. Uh, 
I, I thought over anything, Disney's The Weekenders would be on here, and it is not. You well, could, it's not set in stone. Yeah, yeah. The Simpsons is, though. Um, mm-hmm. X-Men, like X- we uh, were X- hoping. The, the 92 X-Men, the 94 Spider-Man. All uh, the Spider-Mans. All the Spider-Man. I only watched the 94 one. Yeah, but still. Oh, I also, I also watched... Like it's there. I watched... Um, it was actually on Netflix. I watched the Ultimate Spider-Man that like a few years ago that came out mm-hmm. where it, he was like dealing with shield is very much kind of like, like uh, lended itself to the current Spider-Man movies. <laughs> it was really good. Um, How did I completely forget to check this one thing? Let me see. Hang on. Uh, Silver okay. Surfer, a cartoon from 98 for everybody who's looking for that. Um, uh, the Inhumans uh, TV show that, Everyone knows and loves is going to be on. <laughs> Did that even like make it past like two episodes? I don't. I didn't think so. Yeah. Uh, no, I still don't see the critic on here, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, there's no critic. But there's oh, always time. What about Tick? <coughs> uh, the they might not have the rights. The Timon and Pumbaa. No, no, no Tick. Yeah, those rights might be with Amazon, so the cartoon rights are just in limbo. But you could watch that on YouTube illegally. Same with The Weekenders, but, you know. Um, what, Muppets. What movie are you excited? Movies are you excited for? Honestly, I skipped through the movies. I went, like, right to TV shows. Yeah. Um, Three Men and a Baby's on there if you want to see that ghost in the party scene. Ah, creepy. Uh, maybe, oh, Turner and Hooch is on there. Nice. The sword and the stone. Uh, let's see. Yeah, what about Bob? Oh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, we're just. I just got the uh, Mondo vinyl soundtrack of that, and I was listening to it, <laughs> and it's really good. And uh, Enchantress was saying that we should rewatch that because I I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. The Rookie, The Sandlot, The Rocketeer, Kid in King Arthur's Court. Oh yeah, I saw the Rocketeer. Ooh, both versions. The Parent Trap. Ooh. The Haley Mills and the Lindsay Lohan version. Oh, the Muppet stuff. The Nightmare Before Christmas. The 1969 Love Bug, which had plenty of play on the original Disney Channel lineup. Uh, Ooh, The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, I think they said all the Vault movies are coming out for it. Yeah, no, they're all listed here. The Brave Little Um, Toaster. Oh, God, I'm going to have to get a box of tissues and watch that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty disgusting. Uh, yeah, there's there's lots. Um... No, I did see, and I find this surprising, and I question whether it's because... So this list is compiled from a survey and study done on its current uh, test stream, mm-hmm. which is in the Netherlands. Right. And that's why I was curious, because on that list are all the Star Wars movies. Yes. Like, episodes one through six. Yes. Um, which broadcast rights in the U.S. technically are in the hands of TNT. It's not broadcast, so it's streaming. It is, but then you get into it, it are they really, are they threading that uh, loop there? Is there a difference there? There, there is. Uh, it's been precedent yes okay i wasn't sure if those were just on there because it was the netherlands and therefore 
the streaming there rights. There's no TNT in the Netherlands. A whole maybe. Uh, they're they're all nine, not just all six. Force Awakens well, and saying, Last well, Jedi. The, the ones that were, you know, those were the the three that were under that particular contract. Are those six? Yeah. But yeah, all nine will eventually be available, or you know, when JJ's done, all eight. We'll forget the last one happened. Uh, I liked it. I'm a I fan. Know, everyone, everyone's allowed to be wrong sometimes, yeah. Ryan. You, you, uh, well, you are quite often because I know what you've said about the Buddies movies, and I'm really excited for Super Buddies, and uh, I know there's like a Christmas Buddies and a Halloween Buddies and Soccer Buddies. That's that movie about the like the puppy Golden Retrievers. Airbud. It, it, well, it, it, it's it's spun off of Airbud, yes. <laughs> Wait, wait, when did I even bring this up? I don't know. I'm just, I just saw that the Buddies <laughs> movies were on okay. here. I just got a rip. My yeah, mom, my... When, when it's clearly just like a, a, a paw on a stick going in the frame, like yeah. pushing the ball. <laughs> my mom's a big fan of those. So I know every year on her birthday, there's a new Buddies movie I can buy her. <laughs> they crank those out like three, four a year. Poor dogs. Poor guys with the puppet paws on the sticks. I have one of those cat ones that I get dug with mm-hmm. with the cat paws. It's, you know, it's the little things. <laughs> um, so, did you hear that? I heard a rumor, or read a rumor. I didn't hear it. I didn't read, it might be even true that Disney's doing that live action treatment to um, the Robin Hood fox, the sexy Robin Hood fox, sexy oh. fox. Your favorite? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I need that. Yeah, I don't I know if we lie. needed the Lion King reboot. No, we, yeah, I don't think we need Aladdin. Um, uh, I did like the Jungle Book because that was like, I don't know, that had like an actor, so you got a different take on Mowgli. Mowgli, like he was actually a child acting, carrying most of the drama. Yeah, I get, I kind of get that. I just, uh, I mean, yeah, there. I mean, there. It's how do I say this without stammering, like I just did. I mean, these aren't fresh stories. Like, they're just telling, like, when they did, like, the animated version of Aladdin or, you know, The Little Mermaid or whatever, it was their version of it that's been told 30 different ways over a couple hundred years. Um, You know, what's one more version, really? Maybe it's just because it's coming from the same company. It's kind of odd. Yeah, um... Because there is no, like, like the definitive, like, version of, like, uh, uh, like Snow White or, like, Rapunzel is horrific. Like, the, the actual, Yeah, like, well, real... all those are... Same with, uh, um, what do you fuck it, Little Mermaid. Yeah. But... Even though the, the animated one is pretty dark. It's scary. Yeah, give up my I voice. Wanna, so I don't want to could... get impaled by a boat. People Not get again. really angry at the whole thought of giving up your voice so you can be with a man. Oh, yeah, I see how, yeah, yeah, I can see how you look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, he was handsome. He had a he statue. He was handsome. He was handsome. I'll give him that. Um... All right, so uh, we decided to revisit. We teased it in the last episode. Uh, Kenner toy lines. All the way back last week. All the way last week, and um, we uh, we we t- 
talked about how the first episode uh, we talked about Kenner toys was kind of weak, kind of lame, low energy squeezer. Oh, like this high energy uh, barrage. <sighs> I know we're both exhausted. Um, <laughs> uh, but like we had an opportunity to get out and get right into the show. We're like, nope, we're gonna drag ourselves to the mud first. Slow it down. Yeah. Um, we're only 12 minutes in as opposed to last night when we started 40-some minutes in, I feel like. Plus. Uh, all right. Uh, I think we should start. I'm starting. So here is my first pick of Kenner toy lines that I love. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yahoo, it's showtime. Hey, annoying hombres making you do stuff you hate. Don't lose your head. Make them history. Ah! Think that's scary? Watch this. Whoa! That went right through me. Did you see that? Ah! Now watch this. First, a double team. Ah! Now, a double scare. Ah! Nobody beats me. Ah! Ah! So when you want to scare somebody, give me a call. Beetlejuice! 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 Beetlejuice really kind of took off for kids. <laughs> In an odd way. Uh, the movie came out, and my, it was my sister who, the year Beetlejuice came out, she was, let's see, she was four years old. It was her fourth birthday. And she, it's her, like, it was her favorite movie. We had to watch it over and over and over and over. That is so strange. Um, it was rated, uh, PG, but, uh, you know, they weren't really doing PG 13 as much yet. Um, Danny Elfman score <clears throat> and, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's scared the shit out of me. It made me scared of bridges. Mm-hmm. Especially it, it made me scared of like demon creatures with long pointy noses, um, covered bridges. Or what scared me, because that's what they drove off and died. Spoilers. Mm. In the movie, uh, they spun this off into... Oh, that's inconvenient in your neighborhood. Yeah, they're everywhere. They spun this off into an animated series after the movie. Uh, it, it had a fucking Happy Meal toy at Burger King. Mm-hmm. Um, he had uh, a doll, like the Pee Wee Herman doll. But uh, most of all, he had action figures and uh, action line from like there was like even some role-playing shit with fucking beetlejuice because kenner really, really could not help themselves <laughs> but make role-playing toys uh they made a uh a beetlejuice mask snake mask where like the snakes came out of his head and uh oh, that's cool they made a gross out meter by by kenner it was like that the hand that like grabs you I don't know if you ever hmm, seen it. I'm trying to picture it. I'm looking it up. It's like trying a to... skeleton hand that like grabbed you and like would spin like and say how grossed out you were. Hmm. Uh, that and the snake mask were the only two. Oh, really, I see. Okay. Really role play, role playing action things. The snake mask. I wish I knew about this. I didn't know about this as a kid. I knew about the gross out meter. Saw that in stores. But the snake mask, I definitely would have wanted. <laughs> It had like pop up snake thought action. That Michael Keaton would have so many action figures of himself in one form or another. Well, I think that's why Kenner just kept coming back to it. They had his face molded, so <laughs> it was easy. Um, so it, he had there's vehicles. There was the creepy cruiser. Um, I think the creepy cruiser, and I I can't find any verification. Had like, 
this like snake thing in the back where you could put the person in there and they get like eaten by these snakes and, like as you mm-hmm. drove the snakes hold on i'm trying to find a mm, okay so this guy says everyone knows beetlejuice oh yeah there's definitely snakes so you put a figure back in there and the snakes like 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 go back and forth over him um Okay, everyone knows Beetlejuice didn't have his own version of the Batmobile in the Tim Burton film, but did that stop him from having a blast with this thing as a kid? I loved it. Stick your favorite Beetlejuice in the driver's seat and throw or throw in, in the sandworm ring of death in the wheel and wheel the creepy cruiser around spinning the poor helpless victim to the point of guaranteed nausea and irritation. Oh, that's that, like one of those things where they show it on the commercial and it's like, oh, that's fun. And then it's so very specific. No, it worked. And then there was like a way to launch it. I don't see that anywhere. Mm. Uh, yeah, you could launch it. Like launch the snakes and the, the character out of the back. It was really fun. There was uh, the Vanishing Vault, which was really cool. I think that's what I, I was in the commercial. It came with... Uh, no, it wasn't a commercial, I, I, but it came with like a mini Beetlejuice figure, a micro Beetlejuice figure. So you'd put the be- the micro in the one chamber and you put the Beetlejuice toy in and you pull the lever back and you open it back up and it's gone and the micro Beetlejuice is there. Oh, I, I, I remember that. I wanted I remember... just for the micro Beetlejuice figure. Yeah. There was a commercial specifically for that, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that, that I wanted that so bad. He had some I sort was of the probably thing. Remolded, remolded bike, the Phantom Flyer. So he had his own motorcycle. And then there were the neighborhood nasties kind of taking a, uh, a page out of the real Ghostbusters line. There was Hungry Hog, which was this fat guy who would like transform into it. They all, they all like were weird looking and would transform. Um, so it was really much like, like a, I don't know, kind of homage to real Ghostbusters. Like the old buzzard was this like old man. And then when you opened his body up, it was, it was like a, uh, Vulture uh, holding like a, t- a chicken in his mouth, with like standing on a tombstone. Hmm. So yeah, there was a real, uh, real Ghostbusters esque to the neighborhood nasties. Uh, and the series one had a- Adam, you know, Alec Baldwin's character. Mm-hmm. And they were really involved. Like he had his like pointy nose head that you're afraid of, and and there was like a trick. His head would, his regular head would scroll down his arm. There was like shish kebab Beetlejuice that came with all these knives you could put through them, like skewers. <laughs> they are with strangely sadistic toys for a child. I actually have mint on card down in my basement, Showtime Beetlejuice, which had like the, the merry-go-round head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, it would pop off to make like a shrunken head, just like the Beetlejuice in the, the wedding tuxedo. I have him too. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's perfect. His head pops off too. And then they have... Harry the Haunted, who I I didn't know who he was, but Otho the Obnoxious um, was uh, part of the collection, too. Otho is from the movie. And then Series 2, I've I've shipwrecked Beetlejuice downstairs, but the one I don't have is the Exploding Beetlejuice. I like him. I'd like to try and get him. Uh, But yeah, that was it. That's That's the entire line of Kenner Beetlejuice figures. And of course, I have a handful of these. Because they're just so fucking cool. Uh, my mm-hmm. man, Zombie Sailor, uh, hooked me up with some of them uh, in like super mint condition. You, these are so easy to get. Uh, loose or on card everywhere. Uh, they're, they're not. 
they're they're not cheap as in like they're cheaply made they're really well made and cool figures um but they're just i don't know they just never they don't have value like i noticed uh wild west cowboys and moo mesa at retrocon so we're selling for a freaking fortune squeezer <laughs> that was like min on card you can't touch it like, what the fuck it's a strange thing to have in demand <sighs> all right um ready for your first pick oh yeah there you go. oh this is gonna be exciting Beautiful designs. Spyrograph, Spyrograph. Perfect every time. Amazing art. Watch it grow. You look like a pro. Unbelievable. Spyrograph, Spyrograph. The one for beautiful designs. The one for beautiful designs. Who doesn't love a good Spyrograph? I can never do it. No? What do you mean? You just put the pen in there and you spin it around. I don't know how I'm going to work it. You just put the pen in there and you spin. There's no work. I mean, there's ways to make it look good. Oh, yeah. Which I could never do. Oh, just, okay. Yeah, I'm not saying I was like this artiste that I was going to make all these like worthy of museum pieces. No, usually you just do it enough in a number of different ways with different colors. You just end up with the same looking jumbly mess over and over again. Yeah, it just basically looked like how I signed my signature now uh, on a piece of paper. Yeah, and you keep doing it enough until the paper is so damp from the ink that it kind of just starts tearing through yeah. and falling mm -hmm. apart by mm -hmm. the time you're done. That's about how it was. Um, yeah, um, so the originals, and even to this day, you can get, um, now um, it was relaunched by uh, Cahoots, <laughs> um, but uh, for the longest time, starting in the 1960s, it was... So this is one of those things that it was produced... In the good old uh, British Isles, and uh, Kenner uh, had the rights for uh, distribution in the United States. So it's not like this was a, a Kenner product, but there are a number of those, you know, that they were the uh, said distributor of, uh. and not like the, the developer. Um, but it's still a Kenner toy, right? Yeah. I mean, it is to us. That's what I always thought of it as. Yeah. Or actually, I didn't. I kind of thought of it as that thing that I got for Christmas that one year, and I played with a little bit. My neighbor, Katie, had one that was her daughter's, who was born the same year as my dad. So it was probably from, like, the late 60s or early 70s, like an early Kenner toy. Uh, and that's what I'd play with, and that's why I could never get to work. I was like, this thing's fucking stupid. You have to, you have to grind gears to make. Yeah, I would just, like, move the gears around and make just, like, play with the gears even more than anything it was there's something about that that's uh uh it's very soothing you know just watching a small gear go around in the big gear yeah and if you use a pen to do it you know you get a picture in it at the same time uh what was great too is i would use those uh you get one of those uh multi-clicky pens right and they would always work because then it was nice and convenient and you can have like multiple colors in your little spirograph. That was the yeah. way to go. Well, we talked on the on. I mean, there was the four, uh, four color pens. You, pens you could still get, but we talked about on the the Dollar Tree episode those like ten or whatever color episode big old dildo looking pens. Mm -hmm. Then you could you could really wild out on your spirograph. One of them. Oh hell yeah. 
No, it it was fun, and we had like the one of the like uh, bigger convoluted sets that was really unnecessary. Um, like kind of like when they tried making like the Pog Arena. You know, they had to make like a bigger base for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just add more plastic to it, bulk it up, make the box bigger, and if the box is bigger, you can charge more for it. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those like timeless things, and it's a uh, there actually is. Um, math behind it like there is a formula hmm. um, if you want I can I can try to describe this yeah um, you can start but uh, we all might all right. you might lose us all all right so let me just go with um, all right so I'm just gonna read this directly uh, consider a fixed outer circle C uh, is that zero C O I don't know C with a little O down at the bottom I don't know what that means uh, of radius R centered at the origin, a smaller inner circle C with a little I down there of the radius uh, uh, R lesser than big R uh, is rolling inside C uh, little zero. Are these maybe those are just like references? I don't know. Uh, blah 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 blah. Something something. Don't understand. All right, let's get right to the formula. T R equals uh, parentheses T minus R to the apostrophe uh, times R or a T to the apostrophe power equals negative R minus R over R uh, times T. So it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, what? <laughs> I don't know. There's an apostrophe in math. I don't, so is that like the T's? Like, is it like Plural is that a possessive T? Uh, sure. I'm very confused now. I, who, like, so I thought you just slap some gears together, and when they realized, hey, we can make a bunch of wavy lines, oh, we'll bre- make kids happy. All right, calm, we got a toy. Wait, calm down. You're breaking up. You started when you started. Oh, getting me? All, yeah, but the wavy lines, a bunch of wavy lines, oh, a bunch of wavy lines. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta dig up. Uh, I like to go find an old spirograph. Just uh, one more time. What? It, tell me a little bit more about that. That. Uh, um. Fuck. Formula. The formula. What you want to watch me struggle again? Yeah, just a little bit more. Um. Now mark two points, T on C with the little O, and B on the big C with the little I. The point T always indicates the location where two circles are tangent. Point B, however, will travel on C, I, and initial location coincides with T. See, the fact that it coincides with T, I, I, that, now I'm starting to get it. After setting C with the little I in motion counterclockwise, oh, it's got to be counterclockwise. Uh, C with the little O and the C with the big I has a clockwise rotation with respect to center the distance point to B traverses traverses on C I is the same as traverse point just just spin it around so you see something cool is there really numbers to be involved here folks this isn't a cell phone or a plane I found a snoring sound effect on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I thought that was you doing it. Well done. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, we can move on to your next fun pick. 
<laughs> that was fun for me. Uh, Alright, here's my next. This one's gross as fuck. Wanna see my baby? She's baby alive. Here, I'm giving her a bottle for her meal. You're so real, baby alive. I make her fresh food every day. Mmm, cherries. Her favorite, I'd say. Baby alive. She's such a good girl when I change her. Batteries not included. Baby alive. She makes me feel You're so real She's baby alive You can really feed her Give her a bottle And change her diaper That's right <laughs> Baby alive And my sister had this creepy Fucking baby thing And like you had to mix its food for it So it, it came with like Little um Probably like gelatin packs and like a little bowl in a dish and you put water, you mix water in with these things and it comes with diapers. Of course you have to buy refill for all this shit. Just like, you know, it's not enough money that you didn't spend enough money buying diapers for your child. Now you got to buy diapers for your kid's fucking baby doll. Mm -hmm. And they're not reusable either. These fucking are disposable. Oh no, you reuse them. Fuck that. Yeah. So, it, it, like it's mouth moves, you feed it, and um, you feed it this mush, and then eventually it just shits it right out. <laughs> it's just like real life. Oh, 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 kind of. Um, did your sister have a baby alive? Uh, no, no, she didn't. She uh, I'm, I try to remember which ones that she had. She's the one that cried. Well, baby alive acquired a voice in 1992. Oh. Like acquired it, like like it will acquire a soul. Uh, you could say that. Um, hmm. so it started saying like "feed me" and like crying and like saying like "boopy" and and then it started coming with the toilet, so it would make in the toilet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they still oh, make sounds, these fucking. It sounds birds. like a ton of fun. Yeah. yeah, you get your baby doll. You get some food. You let it make in its toilet. Uh, you can still buy powdered doll food to, to mix with the water and um, diapers, packs of diapers for these fucking babies. It's, it costs $8.30 or like $7 for a uh, eight pack, a pack of food. pack of fake diapers? No, that's an eight foot. So <laughs> six pack of fake diapers. A six pack of fake diapers is five seventy five. Better off getting real diapers. Yeah. Well, so, no, but still. It's funny on the Baby Alive, uh, like reuse, they make them ones that kind of eat Playboy, uh, not Playboy, Play Doh, Play Doh noodles. <laughs> so it's like. Well, this was an innocent show. Yeah. It's, uh, it, you make, you see, like, it comes with like a Play Doh, like, uh, extruder that you make, like, noodles for the thing and it eats it and reuse it. It's like, not toxic, not for human consumption, contains wheat as a warning now. <laughs> it's in 2019. So it, it, that's awesome. Like, yeah, Play-Doh contained wheat when we were kids, but no one ever mm -hmm. had, a, uh, I guess no one had celiac disease back then. So it's, now it's not for human consumption. Yeah. Well, it never... Well, I guess... It, I mean, I, I mean and, neither people, is anything, you know, at Arby's. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's true. And people do have celiac disease. I'm not saying that gluten-free isn't a thing, but there's a lot of people who go gluten-free for no gluten-damn reason. 
I'm gluten positive. Squeezer. You are a very positive person. I am pouring gluten into my throat as we speak. Oh, that's a good point. Yes. Yay, gluten. Gluten. Um, so Baby Alive even has its own creepypasta story. Okay. Um, I read it, but it's, it's kind of dumb. It's short. You could look it up. Uh, creepypasta. Uh, are, have you ever like dove deep into creepypasta? You know, you're, you're a scaredy cat. Yeah. Uh, creepypasta, let me give you a roadmap. What? what, what? It became uh, probably Slen- like maps. Slenderman is what, like Slenderman came from Creepypasta. Okay. Though they wrote the whole story of Slenderman, which made those two girls like try and kill that other girl. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like a it's um. So Baby Alive is Slenderman. No, but they they share they're in the same universe. Creepypasta is like a site. For people to write their own horror stories, like like oh okay, yeah. and uh, creepy pasta. There's a baby alive creepy pasta. <laughs> should I tell the story? It is getting close to Halloween. Yeah, Don't you worry. can. I mean, if you want, I'm not gonna listen because I'm scaredy pants. No, it's not. It's not too scary. For pretty much my whole life, I've enjoyed collecting baby dolls. I have a whole box of them. Wait, is this the story? Yeah, <laughs> and oh. kind of. Biographical. One day, my father brought me brought some baby dolls home from my grandmother. My grandmother had the same interest for collecting dolls as I do, and I always love her baby dolls. This person's got a knack of the mm-hmm. English language, kind of like how we do. <laughs> they were always so interesting. My father brought back three or four dolls. This reads like like sexual fiction. <laughs> But it's not. My father brought back three or four dolls, but one of them really caught my eye. It was a really beautiful doll with short, light brown hair, beautiful green eyes, and it looked so realistic. So I picked that one over the other ones, of course. But the thing is, the doll needed batteries. My father went out and bought some batteries for me. I put them in the doll, and man, the doll was amazing. Not only did it look realistic, it acted realistic, too. I loved the doll so much. Soon it felt like my own child. (laughs) I then later found a note inside the box it was in, thinking it was probably just an instruction manual or something. It read, I read it. The note said, do not turn on the doll. The doll is very bad and will scare you. The doll cannot be killed. Make sure to place this doll where it will never be found again. Huh? What an awful joke. I had my baby alive for a while now, and it's the sweetest thing ever. It'll never hurt me. Of course, I never really believed this, since I myself have a love for creepypasta, but I know most of them are pretty fake. So that's what I figured about this one. I just placed a note back in the box. A few nights later, my precious little baby came crawling to me crying. It wanted a hug. So I picked it up, gave it a hug. Then the baby calmed down and stayed quiet for a while. I love my baby alive. I loved it like my own child. I swear, <laughs> this thing doesn't seem or feel like a baby doll. It felt so real. It felt like mine. I was so happy to have her, but all of a sudden the baby started to cry again. But this time, the baby's cry just got deeper and deeper. I thought this was strange, but then I remembered the batteries. That's right, it needs batteries. But the baby's been up and running for months, and the batteries never went dead. And well, when the batteries go dead, what would that mean? Would the baby die? If I replaced the batteries, would she completely forget about me? 
I was worried until the baby grabbed me. <laughs> she was digging her <laughs> she was digging her fingers into my waist. It hurt so bad. I couldn't believe it. Was the note really telling the truth? Was my baby really evil? I didn't want to think of it that way. But then my father came in yelling. He told me that he found the note and noticed how the baby was scratching my waist and making it bleed. He told me that we had no other choice but to kill it and get it off me. <laughs> it's very matter of fact. <laughs> like the Yeah, we're we're pretty much at the climax, prepared for the denouement. I, I don't I don't think there's a climax. There's no story, no story structure here whatsoever. This reads like a textbook. My father grabbed the baby by her, the hair and started trying to pull it off and ended up ripping out some of its hair. The baby kept crying. I couldn't stand the sight. My baby's head was bleeding. I didn't want to see my baby in pain, so I told my father to pull it off where it was grabbing a hold of my waist with its arm. My father tried to pull as hard as he could and ended up ripping some of my skin off around my hip. The pain was burning, but I'd rather be in pain than my baby. But I, I'd rather be in pain than my baby. Even though it turned and tried to kill me, I still really loved it. My father Actually, walked... I'm sorry, it reads like a police report. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see that. It kind of reads like, like, erotic fiction. Like it does. It's very matter of fact. They're like, just they're getting through all the work. They just want to get to the banging. I think this was the early work of the lady who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh. My father walked off with the baby. Ooh, what's going on there? Into the, what? I had some strange interference there for a second. Oh. Maybe it was baby alive. Maybe it was baby alive. She, she wants you to stop reading. My father walked off with the baby into the shed outside our house. I ran after him, but it was Wait, too... Wait, what? My father walked off with the baby into the shed outside our house. I ran after him, but it was too late. In the building, I saw my baby hanging there by a rope. I was in tears and felt sick just at the sight. My hips still hurt very much, so it was kind of hard for me to walk around. But then the baby started crying. It was still alive. Yes, the note mentioned that you can't kill the baby. My father then took the batteries out of it. Then it slowly stopped crying. Is it over? Is the bat baby finally dead? There's part of me that hopes it isn't, because deep inside I still loved it. But once again, it started crying. But this time, it was crying like a baby doll with low batteries. The baby tried getting out of the rope. That's when my father got his gun and started shooting it. The baby quit moving altogether. <laughs> we waited a little while before taking it down to make sure it stopped working. And well, we did it. After all this, I was rushed off to the hospital because of my hip. At the hospital, my mother tried to comfort me, but no matter how anyone tried, I will never get over that day. Meanwhile, my father put the doll back in the box where it came from. And my brother wrote another... After he shot it? Yes. And my brother wrote another note to put in the box to warn people about this doll just in case somebody was to ever find it again. If you ever stumble upon this doll, listen to the notes. Don't turn it on or anything. Leave it alone. <laughs> you are guaranteed to fall in love with this doll. Then have it taken away from you. Or worse, it'll get you. The end. <laughs> Alright, so here's my plan. Uh-huh. What do we need to do to secure the rights to this? <laughs> All right, this this reads like a, a Blumhouse I, napkin pitch. I I see this as a thirteen episode Marvel esque Netflix uh, miniseries. 
I think we can get 13 episodes out of this. Sure, there might be one that's a little bit of a stinker and drawn out far too long, but we can make it happen. Yeah, I mean... And each season will be an origin story of the same character. Oh, we're talking multiple seasons. Oh, yeah, I think so. All right. Well, there's multi- multiple... Uh... Ver- iterations of Baby Alive. Yeah. You have to do the different different ethnicities, the redhead one that never mm-hmm, sold, mm-hmm. that just stayed on shelves forever until they liquidated at Kitty City and... That's when your parents bought it for you because it was four dollars. It's clearly the leader because it has no soul. <laughs> clearly, um, yeah, but that is Kenner's baby alive doll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is your next pick. The signal goes out. An intruder has been spotted at Wayne Manor. Down in the Batcave Command Center, it's time for Gotham's greatest hero, Batman Returns. Not a bad next. Batman makes a crashing entrance and sends the Penguin flying back to his Arctic hideout. Without warning, Batman appears. Surprise, Penguin! Pity penguins can't fly. Batman Returns. Batcave Command Center and figures sold separately. Some assembly required. So, I know we talked uh, plenty of Batman on the... Kenner shows before, and specifically the Batman Returns line multiple times. That's how the show uh, started. Yeah, well, that's a very good point. Um, but we never gave credit... Well, we talked about when you gave credit where credit is due with uh, the Batcave Command Center, and we mentioned how awesome it was. Uh, and I'm going to give it some actual props here for how awesome it was, because... Now, I've been called spoiled. I disagree. No. But I do have first-hand experience with said Batcave Command Center. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. It was awesome. So... It, it's no it's no Ghostbuster Firehouse. Um, no Jurassic Park Command Center. But as far as uh, Batman sets go, it, this one's top-notch. It definitely beats the old 89... Uh, half a shell with a piece of cardboard on the back. The Toy Biz one. Yeah. Because my theory, what I just asked you before we started after the break, we, mm-hmm. I, we took a little pee break and I asked you a question if it was the Dark Knight collection and the Batman Returns. And, um, hold on, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> it's becoming a segment on the show. Yeah. Well, ask you, we should get an open for it. Because <laughs> I'm night. Search. Kenner Batcave Command Center. They repackaged and rebranded this thing. The same exact thing. They changed the little color and stickers and everything mm-hmm. for the animated series, for Batman Forever, and for Batman and Robin. Yeah. And But it started with the Dark Knight collection. Mm-hmm. It was the Batcave Command Center. So they just kept repackaging it with each iteration. Yeah. They did that with a couple of the figures between the Dark Knight collection and the Batman Returns. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, and you're kind of just branding it to, you're freshening it up for a new generation, you know, each Given time a new around. coat of paint or paint a coat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this dropped, uh, this said fall of 91. So yeah, that would make sense. Um, oh, fall of 91. That's when the Dark Knight Collection one came out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, 
what my favorite part about this was like May, Wayne Manor was kind of look. I'm I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of meh. Like on the outside it looks cool, on the inside it is just like the shell of what you see on the inside. It's like an old western set. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have uh, what is a very cool feature, uh, which is the uh, like it's a rock cliff face with like a little flip up and down barn door, but it also has a man door in it, a la uh, the Ghostbuster Firehouse, which the Ghostbuster Firehouse ah. didn't have, which. The only takeaway where this thing can beat that out is it has a man door in the car door, like uh, the for... like the firehouse in the movie had. But <laughs> yeah, that way you know when you know Batman's just kind of walking down that you know dirt road past that uh, do not enter you know sawhorse, you know, and he can just <clears throat> you know take a step in the back cave. Emo Snyderverse Batman after he found out that uh, Superman's mom's name was Martha had to just take a walk to take it all in and figure things out <laughs> that's when he used that door so the coolest part about this was the actual <laughs> batman command center yes uh whereas um this act this one actually looked like like the bat cave that we saw in the movies and it had like the suit vault um and it had this badass computer system and all his tv monitors all over the place uh and he had the little swivel chair that didn't squeak. What do you mean? Um, exactly that one. You're just like Batman. Um, but yeah, so it was it was cool because you can play Batman and you can have him sit there and and watch TV. Yeah, but uh, in hindsight, now that I think about it, it was... our family's old coal stove on the brick laid uh, mantle was my Batcave. <laughs> That's perfect. It really is. I do like the good old find a way to make a play set for yourself. It I was turned dirty, my entire dark, living room into black. I'll new blast. Yeah. There was pot there was buckets of coal that I always got yelled at for playing in because it dragged dirt everywhere. It was like coal pellets, you know yeah, what well, I mean? You shouldn't have put them there. No, I shouldn't have put it there. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, and then on the back side, it did give you, uh, like, the penguins uh, P- lair, Ang- if you want to call it. Uh, I, it was uh, just generally a, uh, like, industrial kind of setting. That that was your go-to, like, out of all of it. Look, the, the That's back, where you held your fights, right? is awesome. But, yeah, that's where you played. You right. had That's where you had your fights. Because well, like, villains the, couldn't the, come the into the back and stuff. Well, there was that one time where the penguin, you know, snuck in and put the dehydrated powder mix in the rehydrator and, you know, fisticuffs ensued. Um, But, yeah, like a breakaway uh, railing, stuff like that. And Because, I mean, that's where else does Batman fight crime but uh, industrial warehouses? Uh, In the Burtonverse, nowhere. Oh, fair point. Yeah. Burton versus primarily uh, yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, from those pictures, I, I, of course, I wasn't spoiled. I never had this. From the pictures, it looked like you could put the Bruce Wayne action figure in that like closet, and this and like turn it, and then then you you have a Batman come out. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So like you would preload one side with a Batman, and then you can put your uh, 
uh, Michael Keaton figure in, and then when you spin it, it turns around and boom, Batman's right there. Does it fit a Beetlejuice? Is it the scale? Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. We should give it a try. No, I think the Beetlejuices were probably, I think they were a little bigger. I think they were a little bigger, if I mind you. I, I don't know. I always got the... Uh, they were. I'll take a picture uh, for you downstairs. I have I have, I have the Batman Returns figures. I did it again. Playmates vibe. Playmates. It's a little bit of thickness to them. Yeah. I have them downstairs, <laughs> Squeezer. I'll take a picture for you. Okay. And I'll... Well, you should get yourself a, a Batcave Command Center and mm. see if uh, it'll work that way. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm one Batcave Command Center from Enchantress kicking me and all my toys out of the house. Well, don't worry then, because you'll have a Batcave Command Center to live in. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's true. That's a good pick, Squeeze. Thanks. Um, ready to hear my next Kenner pick. This one, these were the most exciting toys Kenner ever put out. Today's greatest sports heroes make it to starting lineup. Collect baseball's Gary Carter, Eric Davis, and Wally Joyner. To be a winner. Detailed uniforms, every home team, and their official. Collect starting lineup, each sold separately. To be a winner. Starting lineup. Uh, these things, we thought they were... I think the only reason we anyone collected them is because we all thought they were going to be like how we retired, correct? <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. It was. Well, do you think it was them taking advantage of a market of collectors already? Yeah. Well, it was. Someone probably said, "Look at like how popular uh, uh, action. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, sports cards are. Like they're trading sports cards. What if we took mm -hmm. that uh, player on the sport card and." produce an action figure based on it and these action figures will all kind of be based off pretty similar molds but the paint jobs will all be different <laughs> and that's how we sell different ones uh and brilliant the, yeah so it was 1988 to 2001 uh and it was conceived by pat mac mcanally uh former uh football player for the enchantress's cincinnati Bengals. In 1986, um, he came up with the idea, and uh, I think he just sold it to Kenner because uh, they're in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. The figures uh, became super popular, and they started doing baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. And then there was the, like, the occasional auto racing, boxing, track and field, skating, soccer, and golf, uh, you know, just like certain athletes it wasn't crazy but they just branched out mm -hmm. uh who was uh cum laude from harvard university um and scored the only verified perfect score on the nfl's wonderlick test uh came up with the idea during a visit to a toy store uh he said there was a lot of like gi joe army death killers but no nothing based on real life sports heroes uh, his former That's being a little full of yourself now, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, come on. You play in the NFL. You're a 
you you uh, you have part of that Wonderlick test is how full of yourself you are. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, McAnally's former college friend was running Kenner's day-to-day operations, and they decided to work together on the project. And uh, that's a nice connection to have. Yeah, there's a few of them that are worth money nowadays, but you could find fucking like mint mint starting lineups on card for like two bucks. Hmm. Let me see. Let's see. A starting lineup price guide. Just curious. Let's so go eighty-eight. You know, baseball. <laughs> baseball was the first Mint. set. An eighty-eight. It's a hundred twenty-four player set. Each team had at least four players, except the two Canadian teams who only had one player. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Tim Raines and George Bell, respectively. Uh, New York All Mets right. had seven players in the set. So Barry Bonds and Nolan Ryan are each going for 150 bucks. Well, there you go. Ryan Sandberg, $75. Pete Rose, $37.50. That's a strange number. That's an 88 Ryan Sandberg, because I have a Ryan Sandberg from like 92 yeah. or 93 that's I got for like three bucks. Cal Ripken's 150 bucks. These all seem but kind this, of just rounded this out is prices. The 88 lineup. Yeah. This is the first lineup. Yeah. I don't I think this might be the only one worth anything. That's why I, I looked at those. Yeah. Alright, so let's go to ninety-four. When like after would you say that's like pinnacle, like down on the crash of all things trading? Yeah, I would say that. Or like in what was it, ninety eight when everyone was trying to get Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa ones? All right, yeah, let me look at 98 baseball. Uh, <laughs> Everyone thought, like, any time there was a Mike Jordan or a Larry Bird um, starting lineup, you're going to get that, and it's going to be worth $1,000 in, like, a week. Uh, I don't even see... Da-da-da. Chipper Jones is $15. Derek Jeter, $18.75. Tony Gwynn, $12. Ken Griffey Jr., $25. Uh, Jose Canseco, $15. Huh. Oh, here's a good idea. In 2016, three professional sports teams gave out special edition starting lineup figures. Oh, yeah. Tampa Bay released the Jameis Winston... Uh, um, I remember this. San Jose Sharks released the Joe Pavelski and uh, Charlotte Hornets released a Nicholas Batum. Yeah, I remember that. That was a pretty big deal. Yeah. All right, let's look at 1994 baseball. Uh, Mike Piazza's 37 bucks. That's the most expensive one out there. There you go. So, if you would have taken... What did these go for back in the day? Uh, like four like bucks. Four bucks. So, if you think about it... 1994, it's 2019. Carry the f- six. And the one is seven. 19 minus... Not, wait. Uh, 19 plus that. Okay. So, twenty six, twenty five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Did I get there? 
Awesome. I did it 25 years ago at uh, $4 a piece. That's 25 times 0. .0. No, I don't think that's how you do it. I'm just trying to think. What was the number originally? 31? No. Sure. 37. So 37 divided by 4 is kind of like 9. Okay. So in 25 years, that's 9 times your initial interest. Uh, 9 divided by 25 divided by 9. Oh, paste muffin. Is... Two point seven. Are you gonna say hi? Wait, two point seven. Why, why would Uncle I even Squeezer's do that? doing mash muffin. Uh, so yeah, your interest, your so if your initial in, uh uh investment of four dollars in nineteen ninety four, um, more than doubled to thirty seven dollars twenty five years later. You so hear, that was a wise investment. Do you hear that? Did you even say hi to Schmuffin? She came in here yelling. Hi, Schmuffin. I'm sorry. I was doing math. On my Uncle Mike Squeezer Piazza, was doing uh, math. Starting lineup figure. You could double your investment. It was eight dollars and ninety four money, which is thirty seven today. Four dollars. Four dollars and ninety four money. Yeah. Well. Oh, plus with inflation. No, I'm saying uh, worth now. I mean, it's probably worth less. Thirty seven dollars is probably. Worth less than four dollars was ninety four. All right, all right. Uh, now we're now we're gonna try to get the banks involved in all that. And... Oh yeah, you know somewhere ha someone has a safe deposit box with a bunch of these in there, thinking that they're safe and making money, when really they're losing money having a safe deposit box. I didn't do that with Mike Schmidt. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, what? All right. Uh, here is your next pick. Your third pick. When they come alive, evil can't survive. Gargoyles. Disguised as a gargoyle, the evil Xanatos swoops into attack. But mighty Goliath breaks free. Lexington fires. And heroic Brooklyn charges into battle on the Ripon Rider cycle. Get him! Xanatos is stunned. And Goliath flies in to unmask him. Got you, Xanatos! When gargoyles come alive, evil can't survive. Gargoyles. Goliath, Brooklyn, Lexington, Xanatos. Other figures and vehicles each sold separately. Lots not included. Uh, gargoyle figurines are pretty awesome. Yeah, they were. They were, I like. I, my sister liked the show. I never got into the show, but the figurines were pretty uh, intense. Yeah, they they were intense. They had a good like thick build to them, similar to like our you know uh, playmate brethren. Um, they fit in well uh, with a Ninja Turtle. I'm not saying that. By the time I was 1995, don't make me do more math. Um, I, I didn't have a ton of these. I grabbed the ones that I thought were cool. Um, I got myself a Lexington because I liked his crossbow. Uh, I ended up with a Steel Clan robot, um, which is it, that looks actually uh, it's pretty cool looking, all with the silver with like the green uh, detailing. And then I had a a Goliath uh, as well because you got to have a Goliath. And these were by the time I got these, I'm not gonna lie, they were almost like collector pieces i thought they were cool so they kind of hung out and occasionally they'd come down fly around do something kind of cool when i was just bored um it was a fun line it didn't last long there wasn't a whole lot to it there was uh, uh two series 
Um, and again, the biggest concern, like they're like, well, we need vehicles for them. Well, they don't need vehicles, but so you got the Rip and Rider cycle and the Night Striker and uh, Xanatos's uh, XI-44 Roadster, which I guess is the one that you actually do need. Um, and you can tell that these are uh, reef hashes of uh, just the way they're kind of pieced together. Like I was trying to figure out what they're actually made from, but they're clearly like rehashes of older toys, but maybe a slight change to the mold. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like these figures, and they they almost weren't. Um, they uh they kind of had the, the fight to get uh, uh some production because. I guess that some of the people at Kenner weren't crazy about some of the way the uh, uh, gargoyles looked, if you will. I think they were they were like fat shaming. Uh, they were muscular. Hmm? They were like stocky. I wouldn't say fat. No, but like Broadway, you look at him and he's not exactly like uh, you know you you don't look at that as a kid. You go, oh, I want that figure. He looks badass. Um, or even Lexington, although Lexington is my favorite. But oh, these you know, all named after New York streets. Uh, yeah. Is it to take place in Brook, uh, New York? Yep. Oh, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. I never watched Gargoyles. It's a good show. You should check. Give it. A, give it a little bit of love. Broadway. He's stocky. He's like George Costanza. Yeah, but do you want to play with a George Costanza action figure? Yeah. It comes with your own uh, sleeping under the desk playset. Oh really? No. What's that, George? <laughs> We're going no more desks. Just a loose table with legs. Uh, Nothing in was, here but empty lap- calories and male curiosity, eh, Georgie boy? <laughs> Sorry. Where do I start? Um. <laughs> Yeah, like this, it only lasted for two years. Uh, got two runs, um, but it, w- it was a cool line. The, the, Again, they were like they were the, soundly built. The toys, not the TV show, right? The TV show had. Uh... Yeah, it had that had a longer run. Um, I want to say six seasons. Three. Um, what was that? Three. They only had three. Yep, seventy-eight episodes, three seasons. Wow, it feels like I'm it was look- so much longer. I am. Well, that's it always did. It ran from 94 to 97. Uh... Well, that's 94, 95, 96. That's three years. Do they have Scottish accents? I did that one in my head. What? Uh, some, I think Hudson kind of did. After spending a thousand years in an enchanted petrified state... They are transported from medieval Scotland and reawakened in modern day New York City. Yeah, I think I think you'd like it. Let's check out a random episode. Huh. But the figures are good, uh like to this day, I, they're good uh not not that all toys should sit on a shelf. They should be played with. But if you gotta put one on a shelf, uh there's some pretty cool gargoyle figures that would uh look good up there for a little a decor. Oh, is Gargoyles going to be on Disney Plus? Yes. All right, then uh, I could check it out. Yeah. No, that was one of the first ones I looked for because uh, 
Uh, and Mrs. Squeezer is a very big fan. Uh, she enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I think there's some Demona uh, fan fiction, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know we we read <sighs> we read from Creepy Pasta, but I could probably read something that might spice up the podcast a little bit if you want. You know, no, I think we're. Uh... I think I think we're good. I, I think we we should rely on original content, um, you know. And I don't know if we have the rights, uh, even to read said material on the show. You know, uh, we should really really confer with the author before we decide to do a, a you know a radio play. I gave her a plug for the baby's alive, but I, the Demona. <laughs> I'm just I think there I think I ran into it before. That's why I'm just. Because I'm scrolling down, and I see a cosplay of Demona, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! I think I've not that I was looking for it, Squeezer." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Were you you the entire time looking at this while I was rambling on about gargoyles? No, no, not at all. Demona. Oh yeah. This is a family show. Remember that. Yeah. Well. Don't want to upset the kiddos' little ears. Don't want to have to have mom and dad explain things because we read some awkward fan fiction on a podcast about action figures. Well, you can look it up yourself. It looks like it's called Craving the Incubus by Ruby Thurston. Hang on. No, no, that's not it. Oh, hold on. Gargoylesadultfanfiction.org. That, wait, that's an actual website? Mmm... Adultfanfiction.org. There's a a gargoyle section on adultfanfiction.org. And, uh... You know what? More power to them. Demona's Revenge. See, the second... The first first, uh, story is called Nuttin in New York. (laughs) N-U-T-T-I-N. Oh, God. The second story is Demona's Revenge. Uh, by author Night Creeper. <laughs> Perfect. Again, what do we need to do? I got a couple empty beer cans and a pen and a doodle pad. I say we give them that for rights and merchandise. Holy mackerel. This is, is long. there a lot of it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just seeing parts. Jeez Louise. So you learn something new every day. Well, the, the, the story ends with, Call her whatever you want. She's yours, just like me, sugar cooed as she looked up adoringly at the man. At one time, she hated him with a passion. Nowadays, he was her passion, her calling in life. For Tony Dracone had broken Detective Elisa Maza and molded her into his obedient sex slave called Sugar. The woman couldn't have been happier. Are these characters from the show? Uh, it's yeah, I think so. I think it's the human chick, uh, the human lady on the show, if I if I recall. It's... Yep, it is. It's a woman, <sighs> the woman, the jacket. <laughs> Why? Why? Just it, it's a sweet, sweet childhood memory. Just let's. There are uh... so many things I bastardize in my head. This hasn't been one of them yet. What's that? Rule thirty-four. Uh, yep. 
Yeah. Well, you should have known it better. Exists. Yeah. You should have known better. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Now that I've given you, uh, I've scared you enough, let's talk about the greatest toy line that just didn't get any respect. The Unmen are back for revenge, and they want Swamp Thing. Weed Killer's poisoning Swamp Thing's home. Who can save it? Swamp Thing! Nobody poisons the Swamp Trap. I live here. It's feeding time for my Venus flytrap. Ah! It won't stop me. Is this the ah! end of Swamp Thing? No. My mighty bog rover will put an end to you. Fire! Swamp Thing, oh! guardian of the earth. Swamp Trap playset, bog rover and figures sold separately. Ah, the Kenner Swamp Thing line to coincide with the Swamp Thing cartoon, which, which was actually good. Poor Swamp Thing. I'm a big fan of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing run in the 80s. And Swamp mm -hmm. Thing has just never gotten a fair shake. Even to this day, um, he, uh, the show on uh, DC Direct gets canceled after the first episode airs, gets positive reviews, and they're like, nope, canceled. Hmm. These action figure, this action figure line was fucking awesome. This might have been Kenner's piece de resistance squeezer. Really? Yeah. I think this one, I remember I used to stare at it, and I, I have a bunch of this shit. I, I, I rebought because I'm just such a fucking fan of the entire Kenner line. The Swamp Thing toys are so amazing. Um, the TV series was uh, produced by uh, Deke, of course, and... Um, of course, it was Anton Arcane was the main villain, just like in, I think, the uh, uh, show that was on DC Direct. And he's got his gang of unmen, Dr. Demo, Weed Killer, and Skin Man. And uh, the Swamp Thing uh, has two friends named Tomahawk and Bayou Jack. Uh, of course, uh, it's not Thomas Hawk. It's a, it's a new character who's Native American. Um Bayou Jack is a Vietnam veteran. Uh, and this came out around the same time as uh, the Troma's Toxic Crusaders uh, uh, action figures and toys. Like, those were insane. Those were playmates, not play school playmates. My bad. Um, and uh, those were really cool action figures, too. Kind of very similar to the Turtles, like, offbeat character line. Uh, but the animation style of Swamp Thing has this, like, goofy horror anti-hero uh thing going um and like a play on wild thing was played for swamp thing you are amazing it's a really cool show you can find it on like youtube it was on fox kids from uh nine october of 1990 to may of 91 it debuted on halloween of 1990 and i watched i remember watching the debut i was really i was really fucking pumped I was about to be like, oh, that's actually a pretty long time for a show run. And then I'm just doing the math in my head for how many months are in a year. I'm like, oh, no, that's... I guess that's on par for probably most cartoons, actually. Yeah, we come, I came home from school. And I remember we were ready to go to my grandma's for trick-or-treating. Because we had our trick-or-treating the weekend prior. Yeah, that's so weird. The, uh, our township always did it. Like the weekend before, uh, mm -hmm. actually Halloween. So ours was like Friday night. But where my grandma lived, it was always on Halloween night. So I came from home from school. I was so pumped because I was gonna watch Swamp Thing because I was a big fan of the books. <laughs> I was one of like few kids who, 
uh, at eight years old was reading Swamp Thing. Or books in general. Comic books. You're, I mean, you're reading. You're probably reading fucking Stephen King at eight. Who are you kidding? Uh, wait. How old was I when I was eight? What year was that? Ninety-one. Uh, no, I was probably reading expanded universe stuff. You're probably until I discovered Jurassic Park. Yeah, we were both probably just about to get Jurassic Park at this point. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't. You know what? I didn't even get Jurassic Park till ninety till after the movie. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And that's when they fully, because originally, like I said, I got the, uh, uh, like the supermarket follow the movie edition novelization. Mm-hmm. And then when I was like just wrapping it up and I'm about to send it, he's like, yeah, yeah, just, you know. It, it was for us, it was like, it was the big book. And, uh, you, you weren't into that though. Cause you're scared boy, but Ooh, very scared boy. The stand too was another, and pet cemetery was. Another huge book at this time, but I just remember I came home. We watched Swamp Thing. Um, I forget what I just remember watching Swamp Thing. There was other shit that aired, and uh, we uh, went to my grandma's and trick or treated for the second time. Got more candy. That's the plan. That's the way to go. Yeah. Um, I probably could find. Hold on, newspapers.com. Sign in. I'll probably tell. I could probably tell you exactly what I watched that night if you're interested at all. You're like, yeah, I'm not. Uh, May fourteenth, nineteen ninety one. What's that? What were you watching? May fourteenth, nineteen ninety one. Um. May fourteenth. Just look what happened on May fourteenth. Oh well, I'm gonna look up this first. Then I'll look up that. Now you look up that. I'll look up this. May 14th, 1991. It's going to be all this awesome stuff happened, I bet. Okay. At four... I, bet there's some birth... I bet someone has a birthday that day. On, on Fox 5 and 29, Swamp Thing at 4.30 p.m. replaces Peter Pan and the Pirates. Nice. That's a fair trade. So, May 14th. So that night, I probably came home and we watched uh, Halloween was on Channel 17. Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis. But I know, oh, Creep Show was on Fox 29 that night. Man, oh, got... how did you, how did you survive? Rosemary's Baby was on Channel 5, Fox 5. No thanks. There's people taking babies. I'm out. Yeah, man. Unsolved... This was even before. It just weirded me out. I know exactly what we watch. We watch Unsolved Mysteries from 8 to 9 on Channel 3. Ooh, that's a good show. Unsolved Mysteries. Definitely watch that. Uh, yeah, I can't believe Creepshow is playing. Um... On, on the Family Channel, after Scarecrow and Mrs. King, which my mom probably made us watch, King Kong Escapes came on. So we probably went from Scarecrow and Mrs. King to mm-hmm. um, Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh, Salem's Lot was on TBS. Little Shop of Horrors was on whatever the hell NOS is. <laughs> this is from our local paper. Um... 
The Howling Four was on Prism, and Teen Witch. Uh, we probably were watching Teen Witch before that. That was one of my mom's favorite movies. It was on Prism and Cinemax. And then Chud 2 from 1988 with Brian Roberts was on at uh, 9.30. Chud 2. Ghostbusters 2. It's on the movie channel mm-hmm. that night. And Who's Harry Crumb, another favorite from back then, was on Showtime. So all you need now is a time machine and you're set. I know, right? Or some sort of streaming channel that will play all these for me. Well, go win the lottery and then go back and start a streaming service. So, um, and then you can give it back over to whoever has all the stuff now, and then you can, you know, let the universe rebalance itself. Larry Hagman was on the Arsenio Hall show that night. Hmm. John Larroquette and Kevin Pollack and Anthony Griffith were on the Tonight Show, and comedian Don Novello and rapper LL Cool J were on Late Night with Dave Letterman. So, and probably what was the most boring interview. Probably was the most boring piece of shit in the planet. The conclusion of a two-part interview with director Robert Altman. Robert Altman airs on Later with Bob Costas. That aired at 1.30 a.m. on NBC. <laughs> Robert Altman. The most boring person in the planet. Oh, that's not true. That's, um... And the biggest pompous douchebag. <laughs> Taking this personally. I don't like uh, Bob Costas at all. Uh, yeah. Uh, a little too much about himself, not going to lie. Oh, listen to this. Campaign 90, The Governor's Race, a half-hour program produced by Service Logic Cable TV and the Pennsylvania Cable Television Association offers a close-up look at the candidates Governor Robert Casey and Auditor General Barbara Hafer their platforms, and their positions on Service Electric TV 2 at 7 o'clock. Hmm. Man, they used to do good, stu- good stuff. Yeah, nothing. I, I'm, I'm good with what we're doing. <laughs> uh, several networks series offer Halloween-themed episodes. Leading the Pack is a one-hour edition of Growing Pains on ABC that night. Oh, we might have watched that. In which deceivers spend the evening scaring each other with ghost stories. Jamie Lunar, who plays the bubbly Cindy on a spin-off series just as ten of us, guesses a mysterious young woman who Mike rescues. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries looks at claims from that a ghost protected a family from the devastation of hurting Hugo. I've seen this one, so we definitely watch this. Because I don't remember <laughs> that growing pains. Profiles a man who, under hypnosis, apparently relives another man's life and examines the apparent paranormal abilities of an illiterate woman. Yeah, this is that we watched Unsolved Mystery. I should have known. All right, we kind of tangented enough there on Swamp. Oh, I didn't even go over the action figures. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think we did at all. So, the action figures, there was the camouflage Swamp thing, which was my favorite. He was like a tree. He kind of looked like Groot, but he had like a green top. Um, mm-hmm. and Swamp Thing. There was the Snare Arm Swamp Thing, that Swamp Thing with the Snare Arm. There was the Snap Up Swamp Thing, who had this, like, um, bran- like log, hollowed out log with a branch in it that could pick up things. And there was the Bio Glow Swamp Thing, which glowed in the dark. Um, net Arm Swamp Thing, he just had a net. And uh, Climbing Swamp Thing, he had, like, a... Uh, um, like a rope and a hook to climb up things. 
Uh, Bayou Jack had the water squirter. Tomahawk had his big arrow. There was the bog rover, the marsh buggy, and then the swamp trap playset, which had this like foam thing that swamp thing could come out of at the top and the tree. It kind of almost looked like um, Snake Mountain from uh, uh, Masters of the Universe. And then it, there was the evil unman, Anton Arcane, Dr. Demo. Skin Man, Weed Killer, and they had their Evil Buggy and their Transducer playset. Well, I feel like the Swamp Buggy, I had that as a similar toy somewhere else, and they just tweaked the mod for uh, Swamp Thing. It just looks very familiar to me. Yeah, they probably did. Um, I think what I read somewhere is that they reused a lot of the weapons for uh, when Hasbro bought them shortly after. For for uh, battle trolls. Ooh, well that would make sense because a lot of uh, like the some of the weapons that they carry here, are similar to like the crossbows that the battle trolls carried. Hmm. Uh, Swamp Thing had six different variants, with four unique sculpts, which is fucking unheard of for Kenner at that time. Um, again, I tell you that camouflage one the Groot looking one was my favorite um if if you i i don't know if, if you can find these on card or loose they're really cool to own um and the show is a really fun uh one of my favorite toy lines i was happy to finally give a swamp thing a talking like talk about it and and let everyone know that this is this is one of the collections you should probably get i would get it on card because like all the accessories just look so cool laid out. There's so every figure came with so much shit. Really cool thing to have. Uh, but that is Swamp Thing. Uh, Squeeze, here is your next pick. Kids are coming from far and wide to play with Care Bears side by side. Sunshine Bears happy all year through and share their hands in laughter too. Secret Bear will never tell. And Cheer Bear helps make you feel real swell. Grumpy Bear knows whenever you're blue. And Champ Bear's always rooting for you. Every day can be a Care Bear day. Aww. So, Care Bear, it's a bunch of anthropomorphic bears with magical bellies that can shoot the uh, rainbow laser beams. And henceforth conquer the world with their abilities. Care Bear Stare, Squeezer. Care Bear Stare. Um, did you have a Care Bear personally? Of course I had a Care Bear. Aww. I gotta figure out which one I had, though. I know which one it was. but I Grumpy I Bear. Huh. Champ Bear. Uh, Love-A-Lot Bear. Hold on. I had, um... I like the Care Bear Cousins. Care Bear Cousins? There were different animals, like Lionheart and stuff. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, oh, when you're referring to that, yeah. Um, you mean Braveheart the Lion? Uh-huh. Yeah, he is adorable. Um, I, I, I like Good Luck Bear, but again, uh, Grumpy Bear is just kind of, I don't know, you just connect better with him. And they they they're big stuffed uh, friends that you can get, 
and were ever so uh, adorable and soft and cuddly. But they also had like harder figurines. Uh huh. Um, I had those. Cool. You did? Mm hmm. See, I didn't have them, but I just thought they were cool. Because again, there's something about, um, like I love I love my GI Joes. Don't get me wrong. I tend to hurt bear. He's the leader. As a uh, stuffed doll, or in as in like the little uh, hard plastic figurines. I think both. I definitely had them stuffed. Huh. Um. Yeah, that was the other thing. They kind of came off as like they they made the smaller ones, and you can manipulate the arms and legs. But they felt more like a uh, uh, collectible again than an actual toy. But mm -hmm. although in the one commercial does show kids that I watched it does show kids like playing with these like it's a fun filled adventure. I can get it. You don't need all the gadgets and gizmos. You just need the, Care Bear stairs. The movies were dark too. Oh, that you'd have to refresh me on that. I rem I when you say it, I'm like oh that's right it was dark but I don't remember why. I was scared. I think the second one was dark. It was with some kid who was possessed. Ooh, I like um, good possession every now and then. Okay, so the Care Bears movie was released in 1985. And the Cherrywoods are a middle-aged couple who run an orphanage. One day, Mr. Cherrywood tells the orphans a story about the Care Bears and care a lot. They're home in the clouds. In the story, Friend Bear and Secret Bear travel looking for people to cheer up. They meet Kim and Jason. I think this is the one. The two lonely orphan children who lost their parents in a car accident. Friend Bear and Secret Bear introduce themselves and remind the children of their ambitions, but neither of them are interested. At an amusement park, Tenderheart Bear spots a magician's apprentice named Nicholas. This is it. This is the creepy one. While unloading a trunk of goods for his master, the great Fettuccini, Nicholas finds an old book with a diary-style lock. He unlocks it, and an evil spirit appears as a woman's face and starts corrupting him. With his help, it lays waste to the park and begins a quest to removing all caring in the world. Yes, this is the one. It's creepy. Back at Carolot, some of the other bears are working on their new in invention, a, rescue, a rainbow rescue beam, a portal that can send any bear to earth and back. The two Care Bear cubs belonging to Graham's bear, baby hugs and baby tugs, interfere with it and bring forth a group of unexpected visitors. Friend Bear, Secret Bear, Kim and Jason. The bears introduce themselves to the children and give them a tour of their home. Tender Heart Bear returns on a now out of control rainbow roller just before a cloud quake causes a spirit which runs Carolot. He informs the others that Nicholas's trouble on Earth using the rainbow rescue beam. He sends Kim and Jason to the park along with Friend Bear and Secret Bear. They end up in the forest of feelings with a portal of malfunctions. When the portal malfunctions. I think it just gets really dark. The second one's even more dark, maybe. I, I just want hugs. Mm. I just like them because they're soft and fluffy. Well. And, I mean, did... Um, I said that, but, my, yeah, my sister had... Sister had a couple. Um, yeah, Lisa was more they, into these than I was. They were they were they were a good quality stuffed animal. Um, for the time, they had a nice uh, fuzz to skin texture ratio. Um, yeah, I, I I always I always liked them, and I like the idea of the collectible ones too. Um, it's just 
And and now the problem is like those older, I, harder collectible ones. Sorry. I was more into puffalumps than Care Bears. Oh, I love me a good puffalump. I I named it Puffy. It was a blue one. I had my favorite puffalump was a wild puffalump. Aww. It was um the wild you know the wild puffalumps the ones that had like the wine shirts and the sunglasses. Oh yeah. I had the yellow guy with the the shirt. I got him for Easter. It's picturing me in my Easter suit holding this oh, bastard. That's perfect. Yeah, I was much more into puffalumps. Yeah, I bet you I still ha- even have mine laying around somewhere. Mama Squeezer, I guarantee you save that. I bet I could find that picture of me holding that fucking puffalump on Easter happier than a fucking pig with a pile of shit. Ooh, puffalumps were good, like, Easter presents. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? One good puffalump. You remember the wild puffalumps, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my jam. Let me see. Oh, here's a picture of a mint one. Oh, shit, he's like nine bucks. I could rebuy him and relive it. I, you can and you will. I can and I will. It's I good... think you should just leave me your credit card when you leave. <laughs> I'll keep it safe. I go to Italy. Well, I can't really go crazy over there. Oh well, yeah. Until you don't have enough money on your card left to, you know, get a flight back because I finally bought that butter dispenser machine. Yeah, oh yeah, the butter dispenser uh, movie theater. I don't know. Once you go to the drive-in and you get the melted actual Keller butter squeezer, I think it'll change you. You'll be a changed man. All right, I'll take it up. Oh, yeah, I remember these guys. I remember the sunglasses. Yeah, you couldn't see out of them. I remember they were sewn on, and when I finally ripped them off and put them on, they barely fit on my head. And, uh... Yeah. I see a lot of kids rip them off. I'm looking on eBay for them. It's hard yeah. to f- find them with well, the sunglasses. And that's the hard thing with Care Bears. <clears throat> as, like, the soft, stuffed, uh, plushy, stuffed animals that they are, mm-hmm. that never ages well. No. Uh, you get that, that weird grime and wear and tear on them. Uh, and then there's just no cleaning, because you never know where they come from. Whereas those hard plastic ones, it's like, oh, I'm boiling you. <laughs> Uh, the back of the box says 1987 Fisher Price, division of Quaker Oats Company. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All the weird subsidiaries of the 80s. Yeah, and then eventually uh, that got Pepsi. Yeah, gobbled up and gobbled up and gobbled up. Um. All right, do you have any more Care Bear stuff? No. All right, here's my final Kenner toy pick. I think. Big. Not so big. Savage Mondo Blitzers. 48 monstrously maniacal mutants on wheels. They're lean, mean, and obscene. Cabbages. They got big Hans, killer commandos, and aping wounds. They're bad to the bone with a loaded diaper and a Tyrannosaurus axe. They'll make you nunchuck. We've never, never let, let our kid have those things. things. Savage Mondo Blitzers, sold in gangs of four. Get them. Squeezer, do you remember Kenner's Savage Mondo Blitzers? I do indeed. These little racers that were like a cross between micro machines and garbage pail kids. Uh, That's that, the 
perfect description right there. Yeah, uh, it caused a controversy in '92. I remember, like, we, they were banned from our school. Why? Well, I mean, all toys should be, but why are these in particular? Well, because they were little, and kids were bringing them in, and parents were like pissed about like the disgusting like like the guy throwing the bone with the dog who has his arm in his hand oh yeah okay and um it like happens the baby smoking the cigar with the bottle gun and the giant rattle uh how about it's the giant adorable. fucking gun the pistol gun runner look up gun runner well yeah i i know him i mean maybe he's just uh it's just megatron relax <laughs> So they're 1.5 inch tall, small figurine on four wheels, like a metal skateboard. And they came in packs of like three. And um, 1992, teachers in Loveland, Ohio, were the first group to become outspoken in their opposition to the toys and called for a boycott of Kenner. Uh, you could look it up on the Times News, February 28, 1992. Teachers grossed out by new toy line. <clears throat> um then March 3rd, and the AP News, Kenner says it will change toy names to which consumers objected. Yeah. So, uh, but that didn't help. In March 20th, 1992, parent group urges Kenner toy boycott. Uh, it even that really work? It even got a, uh, a cartoon in a Cincinnati magazine. Pulitzer Prize winning editorial cartoonist Jim Borgman uh, published a cartoon of a uh, Kenner boardroom um, uh, where uh, the 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 board all has these like disgusting names and Mr. Pimple Poppers at the head of it. And he picks up the Mondo racer and he says, I still don't see what's so offensive about these characters. Do you booger flicker? <laughs> and like there's um, Mr. Booger Flicker, Mr. Malevolent, Mr. Jock Snapper, Mr. Mucus Fester. Like, they're all, it's, you know, uh, <clears throat> I don't really get the the thing. It might be too smart for me. But these things are kind of rare, but they really don't sell for a lot. That's a strange combination, you would yeah. think. So is, does that just mean that there's no demand for them? I guess. I, I, guess I would love to have the whole collection of them. Oh, yeah, it'd be awesome to have them kind of just play around with while I sit at your desk. So have at it. I think you should get a full set. Full set of Savage Mondo Blitzers. There were nine gangs released in the U.S., including a deluxe pack. Um, four skaters per pack, and each set had a different gang, and each skater had his own personality. Uh there was a damaged and deadly gang, which was Blood Hockey, Mr. Muter, Muter, Mutator Head, Chop Chop, and Head Alert. Um, let me see my favorite uh, pack was the Sewer Surfers, Numchuck, Robozooka, Bad Audience, and Butterfly Gone Bad. And um, Concrete Breakfast Gang, Metal Head, Shark Bait, Night to Disremember, and Barf Bucket. The Chunk Blowers, Tyrannosaurus Axe, Loaded Diaper, which was the baby I was telling you about, Direct Hit, and Big Hans. These are great. Uh, Crazy 8 with the Lightning Launcher had Armed and Dangerous. Who was missing the arm then? I told you about. Yeah. Uh, but Savage Mondo Blitzers. Little piece of uh, 
Let's see what eBay says. Mondo Pletzers. Yeah, you could buy uh, the concrete breakfast game, a uh, mint on card for 15 bucks. Oh. Well, I guess that's not putting me through college. No, no, not really. Um, still doesn't take away from the fact that they were pretty freaking cool. They were awesome. And the fact that it pissed off old people even better. Yeah, anything that could piss off old people, I can get behind. Uh, I might. I saw a few of these at RetroCon a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I might pick up a few packs because they're just really cool. Here, Squeezer, we are done. We are on your last pick. Each one's a challenge, and you can build up to a greater challenge. Iron Kong and Battlesaurus. Technozoids. Each sold separately. Technozoids. Each Technozoids. sold separately. These things were awesome. Um, you, you and because you don't, do you know, you don't just build them; you bring them to life. Hmm. Yeah. So it's basically uh, like a robot toy that they didn't assemble for you that you get to do it yourself. Um, these things are pretty awesome looking. Um, they're kind of like, uh, what would I kind of describe them as? Um, like Lego Technics almost, uh, meets Transformers. Um, I don't, I never saw these or played with these ever. You don't remember these? I never played with them either. I always wanted them and I was obsessed with this commercial. Yeah, this looks like I probably saw saw the box, saw the bag of parts to put together and was like, Uh nope. No, no, I was all about these. I wanted them so bad, but they were they were fairly expensive. I remember. They um um it was distributed by Kenner. Uh Let me guess, fairly, they came from Japan. It it came from Japan. Yeah. Um they were uh, they were originally produced by Tommy. All right. All right. Yeah. Um yeah, they came out in uh, mid '90s. They ran from like '94 to '96, and you had a uh, barrigator, which is your uh, your alligator. Uh, uh, you had a scorpion. You uh, you had like your demon lizard, um, but uh, Iron Kong and uh, Battlesaurus were your two big ones. Yeah, Iron Kong uh, looks pretty sweet. Iron Kong is pretty sweet. And Battlesaurus just looked absolutely awesome. Yeah, he looks um, pretty cool, too. Yeah, and, and the commercials... He, is he cool. a Brachiosaur or a... Uh, Brontosaur. Brana, Barra, Bracca... Brontosauruses. Brontosauruses. I'm going to say he's a Brachiosaur. Some uh, kind. Um, and it got me thinking, too, um, that voice... Is because uh, I, I went through and I listened to a ton of Kenner ads, even stuff that we already did, and you know stuff that I might do, or just you know in general. And you you know you go down rabbit holes, and that that same voice over and over again that does it, and it's the same guy that does Alien. Yeah, right. Um, it, it's uh, welcome to the closet. You're gonna pull out your toys. Here they are. It's <laughs> yes, uh, Jackson Beck, uh, who. Uh, was the radio announcer um, for uh, Superman. 
Oh. Back in a day. Uh, going way back. This guy's this guy has done uh, absolutely uh, everything. Um, uh, he was also the voice uh, for uh, Little Caesars. Uh, but yeah, he did a, a ton of like he was like I'm assuming maybe contracted for Kenner. He did a ton of Kenner stuff. Hmm. Um, but I just I remember these. I've never seen them in person, but I've only seen how awesome their commercials were and how uh, angry and hyper testosterone out uh, the commercials were, and they they spoke to me saying play with me and i didn't they didn't they should have who who doesn't want a motorized construction system these uh well i mean you uh, me i don't you. yeah <laughs> okay fair enough yeah <laughs> these scream you these have you written all over them i'm yeah, surprised you haven't just sought these down and, and rebuilt them Oh, what's a what's so, a technozoid go for now? Um, uh, like a hundred and four bucks build. It looks like. I don't want it built. I want to put it together myself. Well, All uh, right, a vintage. One eighty nine uh, ninety eight. Iron Kong, mint M box. Well, we're just gonna open the box and put it together, folks. Yeah. I found one now. Buy it now. One eighty nine ninety eight. Yep. And click. And that would be the last show we do. <laughs> you'd, come, <laughs> you'd be coming home and you're like, what happened to Squeezer? Like, oh, he's uh, the evil uh, scorpion zoid. Got him. All right. I don't know. Oh, wow. His wife found a way to break his neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, thick, it but she did one, it. One flight of stairs and <laughs> one tied pair of sneakers. Technozoids. That's why I will not be getting a technozoid. Oh, this one, you can get the evil scorpion for 30. I can deal with that. Yeah, 30. She'll, she'll be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not It's not Iron Kong. No, it's not Iron Kong. Oh, an Iron Kong 27. Oh, get him. 27 bucks for an Iron Kong. I can buy him right now. Buy it now. Do it. You won't do it. I won't do it, no. I <laughs> won't. Yeah, you can never lure, you can never like uh, uh, convince Squeezer to spend money. This is impossible. There's no amount no. of peer pressure or, or or pressure in general that can make Squeezer spend money. Unless, oh, unless uh, the two magic words, it's delicious. <laughs> well, even so, if we're at a restaurant, I'm like, you're gonna get a drink. You're like, <laughs> waters have no. streams have water. Why would I pay for a drink? Yes, <laughs> that was something you said to me. Yeah. You'll never see Squeezer order a drink when you guys go out to eat. If you ever go out to eat with him, unless you're paying, he probably won't even if you're paying. Like the prince, it's it a just gets in thing. the way of the eating. Yeah, but you, you said the streams have water, Ryan. Why would I pay for it? Yes. Oh boy, this was fun, uh, and I think from my research. I feel like we can do a Kenner three, four, and five episode. I feel I gotta I gotta readdress some things. I w- I'm not gonna lie, I was rather sleepy during the show. I, yeah, you were a sleepy boy. I'm flying out to a different continent tomorrow. We had to get these done just just for you, the people, as as the wolf would say, for you, the people, so you don't have to. 
Um, but we wanted to make sure we got it done because we love you. And two years ago when I went to Europe, uh, we completely miscalculated. We, we unmathed ourselves into missing a show. Uh, I did math on this show. You did. And I pulled up my stories. I, I told erotic fan fiction on this show. Yeah, this had absolutely nothing to do with Kenner. <laughs> There's a lot of firsts. <laughs> Kenner's sh Kenner show, too, had math and erotic fan fiction. Uh, based um, based on characters of Kenner property squeezer. So no, let's not say it had nothing to okay. do with it. You're also telling formulas for Spirograph, a Kenner toy. So it pretty much had everything to do with Kenner toys. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, I'm going to let Little Handsome Squeezer go to bed, and I'm going to edit this oh, and thanks. upload it so you can listen to it next week. But until two weeks from now, I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. We love you guys. We'll talk to you later.